Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studio in the Zoom room with me right now, co-host Kristen Peterson. How you Hi. doing, Kristen? I'm amazing. Yeah, I really well, am. I know you're amazing. That's why, uh, you know, you've been on the show a number of times before. This is your first time as an official co-host. Um, Whoa. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got more Kristen coming in your, into your ear holes, but, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, who you are and what you do and, and Kristen to give us, give us a, you know, tell us, tell us, tell us a thing people might not know about you that they should, that you're willing to let them know. Okay. A thing that people maybe don't know about me is I generally, run straight into fear and like, don't turn back. Sometimes it's really scary. Sometimes it ends up in failure, but then I learn. And generally it makes for a very playful life. So that's, that's like kind of how I live life. That's a good thing to know about Kristen. Uh, yeah. One thing I know about Kristen, one of the reasons I invited her to be a, a uh, recurring co-host of this show is that Kristen has, she has enough personality for, she, she should actually have multiple, be diagnosed with multiple personality disorder because she's got, she's got more personality than uh, one person can contain. Mm. So I thought she would be a, a bright page to add to, uh, to the show. Speaking of that, a, a week or so after this episode um, uh, drops, we're going to have uh, Ms. Debbie. Ms. Miss Debbie on the show, a friend of, I I've never met Miss, uh, Miss Debbie, mm. Kristen, um, yeah. she, a, a, a relation, I wouldn't say friend of yours, but a relation of yours. Yeah. She writes books about circle time, the benefits of, uh, behavior charts, those kind of things. So she's kind yeah. of a 180 from, uh, what we generally talk about on the show, but we're going to have a, a live zoom recording of the childcare bar and girl with her coming up. So you have any thoughts on her since you know her? Yeah. So Ms. Debbie is, she's been teaching for probably at least 30, maybe 50 years. And uh, she's very, very set in her ways. She teaches preschool and um, she very much believes in very structured learning. She believes that children must sit to learn and that they must be quiet to learn. And really enjoys creating themes and bulletin boards and spending her weekends cutting out penguin beaks. And um, I've had some good conversations with her. I'm not quite sure that they go very far, but um, yes, Miss Debbie, Miss Debbie is, for those of you who don't know, maybe I should explain exactly who she is. She is a character that I created um, to teach other people what is developmentally appropriate for young children. And she's, she's kind of my alter ego. I wouldn't even say that she's not an alter ego. She's just a character that I created, um, to make people laugh and think maybe in a little bit of a different way. So you can find her videos on some of them are on Jeff's website. 
Um, yeah, we've got a whole section of the Playboy yeah. Mansion HQ page set up with Miss Debbie. And so Debbie's going to be joining us for a Zoom recording on the 25th of August, about a week from when this episode drops. If you go to explorationsearlylearning.com, click under the trainings tab on the menu and go to the it's free events or something it's called there. You can register for that. There's a couple of registrations open still if you want to join us for that. So Kristen, for a topic today, I thought mm-hmm. we could talk about loose parts. My, my favorite favorite kind of loose parts, the non-physical objects. Okay. And the interesting thing is, is before you mentioned this topic, I never ever have thought about it in this way. So I'm really excited to dive in and like well, really think I, about what, a, what a this lot means. of people, a lot of people don't think about it this way. Um, and that's why I think we need to talk about it. A lot of people think loose parts are just physical objects, shells or toilet paper tubes or sticks or whatever it is. Yes. And they are those things. And that's a, a big bunch of what loose parts are. But back in the early seventies, when Simon Nicholson wrote the theory of loose parts, he uh, delineated some uh, non, non-physical objects there. Well, I guess some of them are physical objects, but maybe not as we think of them. He talked about living things as loose parts. So uh, plants, animals, other people. Um, he talked about language, playing with language and sound as loose parts. And, and generally the idea of uh, concepts as loose parts or chemical reactions. Mm. So, so Nicholson would consider fire to be a loose part. So I thought it might be fun to do maybe a series of, of discussions about how we would go about playing with some of these in our early learning environments. And for, for today, just for fun, I thought we could talk about how you would play with the, the idea, the concept of wind as a loose part I think this is a fun one because I mean we've seen shop vacs in early childhood programs and that I mean because you can with a shop vac you can suck and blow right (laughs) so um wind I've seen wind as a loose part in my own program I guess with the use of the blow suction the blow suction setting, the, the blow, the blow setting, setting on a shop vac. And the play that has come from, oh, I have some amazing videos from a long time ago of, um, so we had this shop vac in our classroom and I'm, I'm thinking it was, it was, okay. So it was on the blow setting and there was a kid holding it up to his mouth and it was like blowing up his lips like really big. And then he would um, move it off and like blow other things. And then he would put it back on his face and blow his lips up again. But then there was a child on the other side of the shop vac that had no idea that the hose was connected to the shop vac and that somebody was using the hose to blow things around and his own face. And he found this, the place on the shop vac where you can plug it and then it will stop. Mm -hmm. And then it would just change noises. He had no idea what was happening with it. And so he would move his hand and the blow setting would go again. And then he would plug it again and it would stop. And the noise, so loose part as a noise too. So he's, he's putting his, he's putting his hand over the air intake. Yeah. So the kid on the other side has it up to his mouth and he's blowing his mouth. And then all of a sudden it stops and his lips stop. And he's like, what in the world? And then it goes back on again and his lips go, nobody else can see me except for you. So that, that was my face of trying to emulate the blowing of the lips. Um, and, 
um, then it would stop. And then it, would, it like just kept going. And I have the best video ever of it. I'm going to try to dig it up. Um, but that is, that is air wind as a loose part. Sure. That's exactly what it is. And, and see, when you start playing with these, these concepts as loose parts, you generally get the physical objects, the physical loose parts get involved, but maybe, yeah. maybe the, the thought is you as a, as an adult setting up an environment, you're thinking about how can I help kids play with whatever this concept is wind and in this discussion, um, and then putting out the materials that are going to be supportive of that. And so the shop back is, is a great one. I, I, I loved them. It's a great tool. They're inexpensive. If you get one, mm -hmm. you want to make sure you get one that's reversible so you can suck and blow. Yes. Um, one of my favorite, uh, setups with that was we set things up in, in family childcare and we took the uh, the solid part of the shop vac uh, uh, tube, you know, it's got the flexible hose and then the, the solid yes. part you can stick yes. on the end. And I duct taped that to the side of a table. So it was sticking straight up. And then we just left ping pong balls out and it set <gasps> on blow. And so that somebody would fill, put the ping pong balls into the shop vac and then turn it on and it would shoot the ping pong balls out up into the air. And uh, oh this is gosh. something the school-agers loved and the preschoolers loved, but uh, our toddlers, I mean, these are kids that are not two yet, saw this happening. And, and once the pandemonium of the older kids playing with this kind of uh, um, wore down and the little ones had access to it, uh, kids under two years old were doing this for themselves. Get over there, put the ping pong balls in, go flip the switch and make them fly. And uh, so that not, they're not only playing with the movement of air, mm -hmm. it's a very powerful experience to make something like that happen when you're, you're 18 or 20 months old. Oh my gosh. Okay. We've never done ping pong balls, but imagine the fun of those bouncing all over the place. And they're oh, yeah. not, they won't hurt you at all. So, I mean, unless your face is right over the hose when you push blow. Yeah. I mean, um, you can figure out a way to hurt yourself with a <laughs> ping pong ball if you tried. Um, we've used pom-poms. Like oh, yeah. we put out a bucket of pom-poms and just let them go to town because those are fun to shoot all over the place as well. But I've never thought of taping the hose so it's straight up in the air. To... And the other thing you can do with, with a slightly bigger balls, if you, you can find that place where you can make it hover. Yes. And that's, that's fun too. You can do it while you're holding it. But if you, if you, if you install it, um, so to speak, so that it, that it stays in one place, that's kind of a, a cool thing to, to do as well. Um, go ahead. Um, so just more thoughts I'm having about wind as a loose part. Just the other day, my husband, who's 43, stuck his, or maybe 44, I don't know. Well, yeah, um, you know how you wait, roll? Is this going to be safe for work? Does anybody need <laughs> yeah, to pause yeah. there? And it's, it's not about suck or blow. So we're okay. We're okay. Um, so it, he rolled down the window of the vehicle and you know how you stick your hand out the window and sure. you can like hover it in the air. And then mm -hmm. it, the wind makes your hand go up and down and up and down and up and down. And I remember him making some sort of comment like, why is this so cool? And <laughs> <laughs> um, he was totally playing with wind. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um, so, so the shop backs are great. Um, you can do th one thing. I, another thing I like to do with them is make stuff go up ramps, um, mm. which is a, which is a, a, a fun variation of ramp play, but uh, other, other things you can do in the environment. I mean, shop backs are great uh, fans, 
there. I yeah. mean, there's all kinds of fans you can get to play with wind, but, but outside you can do things like uh, just streamers uh, available um, for hanging up and watching and those kind of yes. things, flags, um, wind chimes. And I mean, that gets you to, that gets you into playing with sound too, but, yeah. but watching those wind chimes move um, when you're, when you're outside is, One uh, of the is can I, can I tell you, and I not, this isn't an idea. This is um, something that the kids in our program have done over the years. It's part of sure. like the culture of butterfly Hill. Um, the, for some reason, the first year we were open, kids made kites all the time and the, their kites consist of a rectangular piece of paper and a very long piece of yarn mm-hmm. taped to the paper. That's what the kites are. And it has been like passed down from like every year. There's always somebody making kites and uh, they play with wind with those kites <laughs> and it's like they never fly but they try it's, it usually ends up dragging behind them and like bouncing on the ground behind them but mm-hmm. they're trying they're trying to to play with the wind and see what the wind will do and they know that a kite is supposed to use wind to fly <laughs> also- it's supposed to use wind and it's supposed to fly never <laughs> <Right>? does <laughs> and i don't think anybody's ever said why isn't this flying that's not a thing. It's just the concept of like well, trying. Well, yeah, because um, it's, it's about the process, not the finished yeah. product. It's about the, the experimentation. Exactly. And so, paper airplanes are yeah. like a huge thing in our program too. And that we say yes to, we um, have them flying down the hallway if we're inside or outside. So paper airplanes are a great way to play with. Wind yeah. As yeah. Another, another one is candles, the whole <laughs> blowing out of candles thing. Yeah, self-generated wind, and also gets one of my favorite early childhood uh, toys in there: fire. A little bit of a little bit of fire um, in your early learning setting is is delightful if you're being mindful about it. Um, yes. So that's a fun one. Um, also, going outside on windy days. Yeah. Um, because look, there are plenty of programs that don't do that mm-hmm. for, for whatever reasons. Um, if it's a, if it's a real windy day, because maybe there's a storm coming or, or, or they don't like it, but being, being outside on those non-perfect days mm-hmm. and just helping kids notice the wind. I mean, licking their finger and sticking up in the air and, and feeling the coolness that you feel on your finger when you do that, that kind of thing, or, or playing with uh, uh, having the water table set up outside on a, on a windy day, you kind of feel mm. that it's a visceral experience. You feel that on your body. And so that's a, that's a way to, a way to do it. Watching, I mean, taking a look, this is, a, I'm going to suggest something that we tell kids not to do all the time. And I've told kids not to do this a thousand times, uh, throwing a handful of sand or dirt, up into the air on a windy day. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's totally a way to learn about wind and experience wind and experience the, another thing I've told them not to do that you can try doing, um, blowing the, the poofs off of dandelions um, Ooh, yeah. is, is, a, is a fun way to do that. Soap bubbles is a way to play with, uh, with wind as a concept. We like um, to, um, like I, I seriously have never thought about all the ways to like use wind, air, whatever we want to call it, as a loose part. But so now I'm like 
recognizing all of the things that we've done in the past. So like putting a, a, a layer of um, soapy water on the table and then giving the children straws, they can blow the most gigantic bubbles on the table. It's so much fun. Or adding a little bit of soap to watercolor paint and then giving them a straw and having them blow into the cup and then all of the bubbles spill out over the top of the cup and they can create like a painting on watercolor paper mm-hmm. um, of all the bubbles popping. That's really neat and fun to do. Also, there's a book called Huff and Puff. I I would have looked it up, but no, I, I like have nothing to Google because I turned my phone off. Um, I mean, I could use my computer, I suppose, but um, it's a take on the three little pigs and it's a great interactive book to do with children that utilizes blowing. They have to blow a lot um, while you read the story. So mm-hmm. that's a really cool book to use with children. Yeah. It, and so it's it's the whole idea of, of you as the adult are kind of maybe behind the scenes. You, you might not even have to mention that you're playing with wind as a loose part of the environment to the children. You're basically kind of setting up some materials, putting putting things into the space that they can they can engage with, or, or I mean, or not. I mean, it's mm-hmm. entirely it's entirely their choice. I'm not I'm not suggesting this is a a wind curriculum, but um, it it is kind of an interesting way to think about materials in your environment when you start playing around with these bigger concepts about what you set up in the space because uh it it and and look when you you start breaking breaking it down there's a lot of stem learning going on in these kinds of experiences too and we know that that's a very the very buzziest of buzzwords um lately and so you know you can you can have some conversations about wind and air movement and those kind of things and maybe introduce them to, to some terminology, but yeah. you, you don't need to. It, right. it's, it's again, it's all about those, those experiences and, and the interactions um, that they're having with the, with the concept via the, the materials that you're popping into the space. I'm also thinking about like where in, in different parts of the world and what that looked like, how it could look different. So like in Minnesota, we, and same with you in Iowa, it's, it's tornado central. That's wind right there. And experiences children have maybe had with seeing a tornado in the sky or um, having to sit downstairs in a closet with no windows because a tornado warning has been issued. Um, Hurricanes, that's wind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, this is like a whole thing for me. This is exciting. And so it's just a, just a different way of, uh, of, of thinking about it and then engaging with it. So uh, I thought we'd throw those out there. Um, um, balloon, balloon blower uppers. Oh, sure. Just balloons, period. Popping up, letting them uh, floating around, like- you know, bumping them, bumping them up into the air, trying to keep them uh, on the ground, tying it, tying it, even you know, helium balloons, sure, but even a a balloon without helium, with it, with a hunk of yarn tied to it, running around Ooh. on the uh, on the outside play space, um, or Did or you know tied that I'm to it. I'm ex- extremely terrified of balloons. Did you know oh, this? Oh, please me? tell us more. 
Well, when I was in, um, like, this is one of my vividest, vividest, most vivid early, early memories from childhood. When I was, my mom took me to like this summer camp that was at like a daycare in the bottom of a church. And one of the first things we did on the first day was do a balloon race. And you had to like race from one side of the room to the other and then sit on the balloon and pop it. And they like, it, it was a forced thing. You had to do it. And um, I was, I have been deathly afraid of balloons ever since that experience. Like that is my, one of my biggest fears. And Ooh. I'm like, not fearful of a lot of things, but that is one of them. Why? Cause they're scary. They like are so they're, you don't know when they're going to pop. Or sometimes you absolutely do because you have a pin in your hand. Yeah, but that's still so scary. The noise. I don't so know the, what it like. The it's noise. The noise. Is so sc- you, you think you're getting also, a shrapnel in your eye or what? I don't know. No, it's just the the anxiety of like it could pop. When I go into like a store where they're blowing up balloons with helium, I can't. I can't. I have to plug my ears and like walk the other direction. Um, the other day I was at. We were and my whole family knows this. We were at my um, niece's graduation. She had a ton of balloons up and my younger sister's boyfriend, who's now, I, that was the first time I met him. He was like playing with the balloon and like rubbing it on her hair. And I mean, this is loose part, right? Air is a loose part inside that balloon. He was rubbing it on her hair and like static would happen. And I had to leave. I had to leave the garage. And then somebody like told him she's really scared of balloons. So can we put the balloon away? (laughs) And then he chased you around with a balloon for the rest of the evening. No, he didn't. They put it away. I think he was like, that is so weird, but okay. (laughs) And he he was, and he was right. It is. I know. Well, there you go, listeners. We talked about wind is a loose part, and we learned how to terrify Kristen if you ever run into <laughs> her in in person. Um, so, so please, listeners, if if in the future you have any opportunity to be alive uh, in uh, alive oh. to be in 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 real life with Kristen, make sure no. you bring a bag of balloons. Absolutely and, not. Uh, and tell her Jeff sent you. <laughs> That'll be delightful. I, I just, just random. I have people randomly coming up to you, just oh. popping balloons in front of you. That would be, they, they won't do it. Cause they, they'll be no, no. I'm making a note. If I ever, no. if I ever see you in real life again, that's what I'm going to do. Oh Any final God. thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I'm sure I'll think of a million things afterwards, but maybe well, then we, we can, can talk about one. that in another episode. This this has been the childcare barn girl podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. There's the episode. Woo! This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.